ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد عبد الله بن عباس رضي الله عنهما who had the mind of a scholar from a very young age as a kid as a kid because there were several decades between he between him and his first cousin the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam they were first cousins but there were several decades between them in age so he was a very young boy at this time when he wanted to spend the night at his auntie's house cuz she was married to the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and his intention for wanting that sleepover was he wanted to pray qiyam with the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he wanted to pray tahajjud with the prophet first hand sallallahu alaihi wasallam so he he joins the prophet in prayer so he mentions this to us later that he saw how the prophet woke up what he did how he made wudu and then he emulated him in the exact same way he wanted that he wanted that that uh behind the scenes access right the backstage pass with the prophet alayhi salatu wasalam so he sees how he's going through you know this this practice first hand he does it so he mimics him the prophet starts prayer and then he joins him not knowing what he's doing he joins the prophet on the left now the prophet moves him over to his right alayhi salatu wasalam and then he takes a step back the prophet brings him forward he takes a step back all of this is in prayer so this happens a few times and then after it happened you know the the third time he just he he took a step back and the prophet left him they finished those two rak'ahs and mind you he's a boy at this time around the age of 10 around the, the prophet is towards the end of his life his late 50s early 60s so afterwards the prophet asks him why did you do that i wanted you to pray next to me and he said ya rasulullah how can i pray next to you when you're the messenger of god sallallahu alaihi wasallam the prophet recognized the wisdom in this young scholar at that time and he made dua for him oh allah teach him the the interpretation of this of this book of this deen and make him understand this religion give him ta'wil and give him fiqh allimhu ta'wil wa faqihu fi ad-din this happened when he was very young and then later on look at who he blossomed to be who he cuz the prophet saw this glimmer within him That's not a normal response from anyone, someone young, middle-aged, older. It's a unique response. Like this was the wisdom and the depth of thought that he had in the middle of the night in his childhood. Radiyallahu anhuma. So the Prophet makes this dua for him and then look who he grows up to be, a great scholar. A great great scholar. He's the one who said when you come across ya ayyuhalladhina amanu in the Quran, pay close attention. One of these occurrences we find at the end of Surah Al-Hashr at the end of Surah 59 when Allah tells us oh you who believe have taqwa of Allah and look at what you've prepared for tomorrow wal tanzur nafsum ma qaddamat li ghad and Allah says nafs let each and every single person look at what they've prepared for tomorrow because we're going to die alone we'll be in the grave alone and we'll be resurrected alone 
Every single person will be judged individually on the Day of Judgment individually based on their circumstances, based on the knowledge that they had and what they did with it, based on their own decisions. Allah tells us, O oh, you who believe, again, what did Abdullah ibn Abbas say? Pay very close attention to these verses specifically. So Allah tells us, O oh, you who believe, have taqwa of Allah, Look at what you've prepared for tomorrow. There's a secret within this. When we go traveling, you don't just throw anything in your suitcase. You're very specific about what you include and what you exclude. A person may have a million things, but you only take a dozen of them when you're traveling. Allah is telling us the best and most important thing for you to pack in your suitcase as it relates to traveling into the hereafter is that of taqwa. That is the best provision for your journey. So Allah tells us, have taqwa of Allah. Pack your bags and look at what you've prepared for that journey. Have you put gas in the tank? Have you filled the heart with iman? Have you filled your book of deeds with good deeds, with generosity, with smiling, with kindness, with character, with prayer, with Quran, etc.? Or is there the other side of things? Where there's miserliness, where there's stinginess, where who cares about God and His deen? I only care about me. I want to be stingy, I want to hoard. This is not the attitude of an akhira-minded person. This is the attitude of somebody with akhira deficit disorder, a different type of ADD. I don't care about tomorrow, I only care about today. In our tradition, it's been attributed to Sayyidina Isa alayhi salam, Prophet Jesus, peace be upon him. He compared this life to a bridge. You don't build your house on the bridge, you build it on the other side. We have what we need to get across the bridge, but that's really what the focus is on. So Allah tells us prepare for tomorrow and the main thing to prepare for tomorrow. There are a lot of other things, we know this. Don't forget your portion of the dunya, pay your bills, handle your business. MashaAllah, God bless you. But that's not the reason why we're here. That's a part of the process. That's a part of the bridge. It's a stepping stone. That's not why there's a bridge though. The reason why we're here is to go back home. This is a pit stop. You don't go and invest in real estate where you stop for five minutes to fill your car with gas. You get what you need, you move on. We ask Allah to make us akhira minded people. Aqulu qawli hadha astaghfirullah li walakum fastaghfiru innahu huwa al-ghafuru rahim Alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulullah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in inna Allah wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala nabiyya ihu al-lazina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima sallallahu ala muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam I'll conclude with this when Prophet Ibrahim the Prophet Ibrahim from the Ulul Azm, the greatest messengers of all time, when he's on his deathbed, what is his main concern? Does he tell his kids, his grandkids about, there's money in this bank account, there's gold buried there, make sure you invest in real estate, you should buy the other house, you should, at the end of his life, what is his primary concern? Who are you going to serve after me? What is your deen going to be after me? Allah mentions in Surah Al-Baqarah that his kids were there, and Yaqub, and this special grandson of his. What was his concern regarding what he's leaving behind was Deen. And then that same grandson on his deathbed, what is his concern? What does he ask his kids? Who are you going to serve? Who are you going to worship after me? What will be your priority in life, that main priority after me? They said Allah. 
And then out of those children, we find Prophet Yusuf at the end of his life, what does he ask Allah? He asks Allah for two things. Two things. He has kingdom, he has power, he has fame, he has influence, he has authority. All these things that people are selling their akhirah for to get a little, a little bit of that dunya today. He already had that and more, but what does he ask, what does he ask Allah for? Tawafani Muslima make me die he didn't say make me die as a king he didn't say make me die in this position he didn't say make me die as a Muslim in submission to you ya Allah and allow me help me to catch up with the righteous these were his concerns was deen we ask Allah to make us akhirah minded people we need to look at what we've prepared for tomorrow a quick dua request uh, brother Basit's uncle uh, Najm, he passed away yesterday from complications due to COVID-19. We ask Allah to forgive him. We ask Allah to shower his mercy upon him. We ask Allah to fill his grave with nur. The burial is today. The janazah is today at 3 p.m. at the Eagleness uh, Cemetery. If you can make it, please do so. And if you can't make it, then at least make dua and try to give some sadaqah with the, the intention of the ajr to go to him, inshallah. Do something. Don't just hear an announcement and that's it. We should be affected by these things. It should affect the heart because we don't know what tomorrow has in store for us. We think we're going to be good, we're going to Firdaus, you know, we have nothing to worry about. What if that's not really the case? There should be that fear, there should be that concern. Basit mentioned that his last words were the Shahada. That's the gift that we want. We ask Allah to grant all of us that gift for our last words to be La ilaha illallah. We ask Allah to give sabr, we ask Allah to give patience and resilience to the family to help them through this difficult time. Please keep them in your dua. Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana wa fi al-akhirati hasana wa kan adhaba nar. Wa ma umiru illa li'abudu Allaha mukhlisina lahu dina hunafa wa yuqimu salata wa yu'tu zakaa wa thalika dinu al-qayyimah wa aqimu salat.